You are now listening to Out of the Blank. 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 Welcome back to a enterprisingly, entertainingly show with my friend Kelly. Good morning. Enterprisingly entertaining. You like that? I do. It's called (laughs) called the E effect. It is. The E effect is an important part of this world, man. There's a lot of good. How do you know what's important? Like, what, what would you do you feel like in life right now? Do you feel like you are at the place you want to be at? No. No. No, that's an honest answer. I like that. Yeah, you know, I watched uh, the other night. I watched an episode of, uh, or I was watching something on YouTube or some shit. You know, some sort of videos, and it was Sam Elliott having an interview with some late night talk show host. I don't know, like Bob Saget or somebody. And so Bob asked him a question, and Sam Elliott's reply was no. And the guy, the host, just kind of sat there for a minute, was like dumbfounded that the answer was simply no. Like he expected him to expound on something. He's like, the answer is no. I'm just not happy with where I'm at. I don't know. I can't explain why, but I mean, well. Well, they say that's the peak to success is when you are at a level of success or something, but you still feel like you need to accomplish more. Like there was a famous uh, comedian who used to do like arenas and stuff. And they asked him on his deathbed, like, what was like, what, what, what do you have any regrets? And he's like, I regret everything. He's like, I regret not trying hard enough. And they're like, you worked your ass off, like to get and like performed in front of millions of people. You're telling me you, you say that's all wasted time. And he goes, yeah, cause I could always be striving for more. And they say, that's, what's the key to success. And I'm like, what's success varies. Success is so different. Success back in the day isn't success. Now success now is so crazy and ridiculous. And it's harder now too. like, People always complain, like, why are millennials 30 years old and still living at their parents' house? It's like, because the world's fucking hard. The world, I just saw this morning on Twitter the craziest, you know what the top hashtag was? What's that? Helen Keller. That's an odd. And it was in a topic (laughs) category of politics. And I'm like, what the hell does this have to do with politics? And I clicked on it. There's now a vast variety of people that are all saying Helen Keller is either racist or Helen Keller is fake. Helen Keller's not real. It was just an idea that was in it. See, here's the thing, though. Even the flat earthers to me make sense. Everything's starting to like be like, what's to believe? I don't know what to believe anymore. What they show you something, and the next thing you know, it's it's proven false. Do I say I believe flat earth? No, but I can get the perspective of someone that can. So when people are saying Helen Keller's not real, would make sense that in school they taught you about an imaginary person that was blind, deaf, and had all these in I guess inabilities and still accomplish success. It's kind of like an underdog type story. You know, if I say it to you that way, you start looking at it like, yeah, I mean. If you got to think of getting people in gear and people, what do people always tend to do? A lot of people tend to complain about something. A lot of people tend to make excuses about something. Well, if you say, hey, why aren't you doing this? And they go, well, uh, I don't I don't have the time to do so. It's like, well, Helen Keller was blind, deaf, and she couldn't do a bunch of things. But you know what? She still had success. And then you're like, you're right. Maybe I could do something with my life. So I get it if I see their side of that. But then I look at the people that say she's racist. And it's because they found a picture of her and Charlie Chaplin on a date or something. And they're like, look, she's with Hitler. I'm like, all right, 
just because they rock the same mustache doesn't mean that they're the same person. You know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> no, I completely get that. And you know what? It's a scary thing to be seeing. Like, what you're talking about right now is a real thing that's happening. And fucking, like, the Mandela effect, almost. Like, everything is fake. Everything is not the same as it used to be. Everything is, you know, there's some sort of guys or everything, you know, like, it's schizophrenia. <laughs> We're creating a society that's going to be on the basis of schizophrenia. <laughs> and that's just the fact of like, we're, I think, like people are saying like, like I saw an article saying ADHD is now being diagnosed more in kids that are doing homeschooling. I'm like, it's not ADHD. They're sitting in their fucking house. The last thing you want to do is be on a Zoom call where your teacher's even half paying attention. Like it's not 80. It's just everybody is creating a label, trying to put stuff in categories because I feel like we just don't know what to do. I mean, you end up wondering what your life is. Like I've been contemplating it constantly now. It's like, what is life? What is, do I feel like I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing? I ended up this morning just tweeting at Elon Musk. I'm like, hey, can I just have a million dollars? just because i'm like Dude, if he gives you a million dollars if he gives you a fucking million dollars i want half bro i'm just saying he's he's gonna give me a response like that's a really you know nobody's ever straight up said it that way and you know what you're being just blatant about it sure here's a like how many people come up to you and they always when they say something like people you don't even talk to forever to just come up and go hey man how's it going hope you're doing good by the way can i ask a favor and it's like I, at this point i get messages like that now i'm like what like what do you want they're like hey how you doing i'm like what do you want and they're like what do you mean i'm like you're asking me for something you haven't talked to me in like a year and a half you obviously want something just be outright and say it like i get it i get it but the whole pony show act thing it just gets me i'm like hopefully elon musk just sees my tweet he's like at least the kids just straight up asking instead of like trying to be like hey man i'd love to chat with you it's like no i just really just give me a million dollars that's it no reason at all right. just i don't know yeah, privilege i, just, I don't know right <laughs> you know i mean and yeah i get it bro i get that People ask me for shit all the time, bro. And I hate the fucking pony show. You know what I mean? Like, hey, how's it going? Blah, blah. Like, oh, hmm. I haven't talked to you in a long ass time. And now all of a sudden you're like out of the blue, like, hey, blah, blah, blah. I why know why out of the blue? Just fucking be like, oh, hey, Kelly. Hey, what's up? Can you just hook me up with this? I know that I'm that person. I have the ability to help you. If you need the help, ask me. You know first what off, I mean? Like, so, off. yeah. You said out of the blue and you're literally on a fucking show. That is just one of Out those. Of it's a different color. <laughs> That's all it is. It's just a. It's it's just you're going from blue to blank, man. But um, no, it's a concept of like people. Like how many people are just looking at things that they want? And success is much harder to achieve nowadays. But I don't compare it to anything like now because I feel like it's going to be even worse for people twenty years in the future. It's going to be worse thirty years in the future. It's this weird thing where you slip inside the simulation. Like there are literally articles. Like it was just posted on like I know Vice isn't a respectable site, but I like looking at their stuff because they have some entertaining things on there. Um, there's a thing called Call of the Void. Have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't. So it's some. I used to think like people, like whenever I explained it, like, hey, you ever been on top of a really tall building and then just look off the end of it and be like, what happens if I fell from here? I have those thoughts a lot. And people mm -hmm. are like, okay. maybe you're just severely depressed. And I'm like, no, there's something else there. It's actually a rare phenomenon when you get to a top of a building that you look off of it and you've seen so many movies now where people fall off of stuff. You're like, what would happen if I fell from here? It's not saying you are depressed. It's called call of the void. And the French actually made a term for it. And I'm like, 
that makes me look at weed differently. Cause every time I get high, I'm always wondering, like I have to stay in the middle of the room to not get near my balcony. Cause I'm afraid I'm going to like jump off of it for some random reason. But an aspect of the world is progressing in a way where it's like success 50 years from now is going to be like so hard for people to achieve. Like I was just watching uh, Malcolm in the middle and she was talking about how the grandfather at the age of 16 moved out and got an 18 hour job where he worked 18 hours a day, just working, working, working. He didn't need to be famous. It was like, you look back in the day, like to our grandparents and to our great grandparents, their idea was just go to war, get a job, do all these things. There was no idea of, I want to be a movie star and TV star. But I feel like with all the admiration that's been building up the 10, 15 years or so of just constant TV, constant entertainment, constant programming into your head. It's made it seem like that's the ideal goal for everyone. And that's why kids nowadays just want to aspire to be famous, want to be like my podcast just hit 40,000 plays. But it's funny because then I see someone who's like a stand-up comedian start his podcast, 280,000 views on YouTube per episode. And I'm like, well, that my progress is fucking slow as shit, but I'm also comparing to someone who has a level of fame. You know what I mean? Compare it to where do you feel like you should be? Like that whole optimistic side of like a switch around. It's like, instead of comparing how many downloads you get, people saying, I only got 2,500 downloads. I'm like, that's a lot. And they're like, Stop, stop patronizing me. You got 40,000. I'm like, that doesn't mean shit. You don't understand that even if one person listens to you, two people listen to you, that's a fucking lot. Like, but there, it's the comparison aspect. You got to compare things to things that are bigger than you. You got to compare things to things that are smaller than you. There's always, because that's how we measure progress. Neil deGrasse Tyson said it best. He goes, when you're trying to explain the size of an object, what do you use to explain the size of an object? You use other objects around it. You use other objects like the size of a bowling ball. It's probably like 10 10 tennis balls kind of put together in a little ball form to make the size of a bowling ball. It's using examples and comparisons. Well, we've spent all our time and all our evidence basing things off of comparisons. And somehow that's translated into people's egos and people's self-esteems, which creates an air of depression. And the fact that anything you look on the internet, it's just going to create schizophrenia because there's so many fake articles being put out there. So many articles that are being blinded by stuff. I know Google's getting some backlash because they're starting to hide certain articles. So you won't be able to find that at the top of the results and stuff. And that's with paid partnerships and all these other things. That's why people aren't getting into DuckDuckGo. Um, Joe Rogan looked up a thing for the vaccine. He was like, there was a doctor that gave the vaccine to himself and then he died from it. Now that's going to happen in anything. It's not just this vaccine. That's, that's in anything. But then you type that in on Google and they don't have that there. But then you type it in on DuckDuckGo and it's on DuckDuckGo. And it's because that's not a paid partnership with any of these giant companies. So you get into these giant labels and brandings. You start pulling back the layer after layer and it's all monopolies and shit. And I'm like, you expect people to try and survive. You expect people to try and become something of themselves, but they're living in a world that is keeping them in the dark. And they, like we noticed during the pandemic, your control in your own life isn't as much as you thought it was. And that was scary for a lot of people, but it's this society that we're not really seeing around us. It's why people are getting into the simulation theory. It's why people are getting to all these ideas of we're living in a program because everything around us has us exactly where we want to be. And we think we have control. We could just do whatever we want. But logistically, we're going to have roadblocks based on a system that is trying to keep us working in production and all these types of values that help make a country bigger and better. But sadly, we've turned that into looking into our devices and getting handheld and restricting ourselves in so many ways that we're either 
find out a conspiracy and we turn out to go fucking nuts with it. Like it's a deep rabbit hole. You got to be careful there. Or you don't want to know anything about it and you're just trying to make it to the next day. You know, <clears throat> there was so much there. Like there's so many things that I want to address in that. And I don't know if I can address them all. But one thing that I do want to say is on the level, on, on the field of play, when we compare ourselves to other players, that's, you know, that's, that helps to improve us in ways because we see things that other people are doing maybe that may be better than us or things that we're, you know, we may be lacking in or whatever. But at the same time, we have to remember we're individuals and every person performs at a different level. So you can't compare yourself to, you know, like, I don't even, uh, Kevin Hart, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course, Kevin Hart has a billion fucking downloads and you have 40,000. You know what I mean? That doesn't make you any less important because if even one person gets what you're trying to say, you know what I mean? You've made a difference in somebody's life. Um, I think about that a lot. You know what I mean? Like I want to make my mark in this world somehow. That's why I do what I do. You know, I'm going to give myself a shameless plug here. Rusty's customs there on Instagram. Um, <clears throat> but the reason why I create art is because I want to leave a, a legacy behind of some sort. And What's scary to me is all the legacies in the world are being erased right now. We, you know, Helen Keller's fake, or if she's not fake, she's a racist, or if she's not racist, she's a whatever the fuck it is, man. And let's label her whatever. Uh, you know, it makes sense to me that maybe Helen Keller is not real, <clears throat> that she would be an inspirational story. But the thing is, is like, how do we know that anything is real that we've been taught that's been written down? I mean, you have a, a select group of scholars who determines what's considered historical fact and what's considered historical fiction. And they'll place whatever they want into those categories. You know what I mean? Um, arbitrarily, we don't really have any say over that. And people are starting to think, I think, come to the realization now that maybe some of this stuff is, is happening like that. You know what I mean? Like the powers that be, the military industrial complex or whoever you want to say is in control of things like there's a select group of people who's in control of the information that we're given the media the schools um <clears throat> things like google uh facebook um instagram all these things that are like twitter people that are starting to like censor the opinions of other people like under the guise of well we're debunking this information well are you debunking the information because really this like science and learning and understanding comes from all kinds of sources. I talk about this and, you know, I, I deliver some lectures occasionally at some of the local schools here, um, college level schools. And one of the things that I always tell the students is your teachers want you to use nothing but scholarly resources. And the reason for that is because that's what they have been taught to be the truth or fact or realistic or whatever and that these secondary resources that are not scholarly quote unquote or quote scholarly unquote however you want to say that um i've found that people have started changing that like it used to be quote unquote and now it's you have to put the quotations in the correct position when you're talking <laughs> with all this politically correct bullshit that's going on in the world but uh using resources outside i mean scholarly resources are fine okay but they've been touched they've been touched by the military industrial complex they've been touched by scholars it's the information that these people want you to believe that they believe is real that may or may not actually have 
actual evidence to support it. And the more you dig into like history and you find like, you know, you got all these people talking about like the races of giants now. Those were fairy tales and science doesn't want to believe it and science doesn't want to deal with it. But the simple fact of the matter is there are eight foot skeletons, nine foot skeletons. There were, you know, Native American tribes that had these people that were 13 feet tall in some places. You know what I mean? They found graves. The Smithsonian has been found to be like hiding information and lying about different shit. And it's, you know, some people would be like, oh, that's conspiracy theory. And if you look this up on YouTube, you're not going to find videos about that. Well, that's because YouTube is erasing all of these things that are like contrary to the mainstream popular opinion or theory. You look up all these things, man. Everything that we have is a theory. Nothing is fact. There are no facts. Science doesn't deal in facts. Science is actually about disproving things, not about proving things. And so, <clears throat> but we've gotten all into this, like, well, science proves this and science proves that. Well, if you're doing the scientific method properly, science should give you a whole bunch more questions about how this shit works instead of giving you answers as to how it works. The issue is trying to put a label on something I don't believe anything should have a label on. Trying to put something in a category and say that you know the answer to it. I don't believe there is any final answers. Everyone asks, like, if you could figure out what's the meaning to life, life has no meaning. There you go. What there is no answer. There's there's every person. It's a different answer. Well, every there's, single person has a different answer is, to what the meaning of their life is. There is no answer to anything. What's water? H two O. That's what we've classified it in. That doesn't mean it's a hundred percent. That's just we're giving. We're trying to put facts to something where facts are just objective too. There's different perceptions. There's different sciences. If we would learn science in a different way, instead of using the alphabet or speaking English, we could be learning or speaking in tongues and clicks or something like that. It's an idea that we're creating something to try and build up a civilization or build up a community or build up a society. And it's not really functioning properly, in my opinion, because now we're so misconstrued because the fact of the world is more in touch with each other than we've ever been before. We know we can talk to people across the globe much easier than we could have back in the day, which is now refuting a lot of our opinions and a lot of our things where you start to see distrust of stuff. I think the issue boils down to the fact of like progress. We're only shooting ourselves in the foot. I understand the whole community guidelines of Twitter banning certain things or trying to hide information. It's, it's, it's wrong in the eyes of like trying to find out what the truth is, but there really is technically no truth because the idea is that is from talking with someone about cancel culture and all this stuff. That is something that is properly and privately owned. But for so long, it's we've been thinking of it as an open platform, much like they've kind of thrown off the guys too. But it goes the same way if I say like um, something like Fox News or something. It says Fox News in the name, and it's been programmed into your head that it's an actual news site. And then you find out- they It's an go, entertainment site. They go by entertainment. <laughs> so that's the issue is when you're going by- a certain guys, you program into people's head a false truth. And that's why I say that there is there are there are no answers, there are no truths, there are all no whatever. So us making comparisons and us trying to find facts and do these debates and do all these things, they're all subjective. They're all what whatever they it's need all to subjective. Do. You can't it, say, it is well, you can't say giants aren't real. You can't say giants are fairy tales. You can you could say giant you can't even say giants are real. There could be abnormalities in a human's growth exactly. that could it make just, them go this way. So there's there's nothing. It's we're we're not moving forward. As much as we think we're moving forward, we're right. actually going forward and then stagnating or maybe back. even backstepping. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, 
you know, we you you brought up the point of entertainment a few times now, and it's a scary thing because <clears throat> we have this term, and I don't know if student age kids are familiar with this or student age people are familiar with this, but people my age now call um, education edutainment. And actually, whenever I was uh, first proposition to guest lecture at uh, the local community college here, they made me sign a contract with them stating that every five to 10 minutes, I would put some sort of comedic relief in my lecture so that I could keep the attention span of the children that I was teaching. I call them children or whatever, because, you know, like you got to do puppet shows for five-year-olds, you know, those are, that's freaking, I, we're dealing with college-age kids, man. They're college-age humans, adults people over the age of 16 who are taking college classes. You know what I mean? They've reached an age of accountability. They should know the difference between right and wrong. Well, that, you just they said it. Know what respect just, is. You just <clears throat> said it. College. You just said the word college, and you've mentioned PhD. You've mentioned scientific research. All these are things that are categorized in our head that have been programmed in there to mean definitive and 100%. I saw a three-hour podcast about meat and vegan, trying to see the date, debate and research study if one causes cancer and the other one has a less likely chance of causing cancer. Answer. And the one guy pointed out it was all the way that the words were speaking. I started looking at all these case studies and stuff, and I was like, hang on a second. All these are so biased. Everything is biased. Peer re- Even when they say peer-reviewed, peer-reviewed by who? It depends on who you're asking. So I went to my local library. I went into the whatever the, ar- the archaeology uh, section of the thing where all the history textbooks and all this stuff are. I just started looking through these books and seeing how they were using certain words and certain things, which – Swayed your mind into a certain way. There's a lot of words like people say you got to ban words. Oh my God. It all depends on if you're going to ban words that are hurtful to somebody else. Makes sense. You don't want to hurt a lot of people's feelings. You don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But then that line gets drawn onto what people, what is clearly offensive and what is clearly not. There are things like you can't say air because some people um, have trouble breathing air, so you'd be offensive. And I'm like, hang on a second. We're 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 not we're not progressing forward. And I'm okay with cancel culture on some things. Sure, I believe like you shouldn't say anything bad. But when I'm looking through case studies and stuff, and I'm like. These papers are all cited on one way rather than looking at another thing. And then you start looking at different articles. Everybody's got their own opinion. I'm like, so unless it happens right in fucking front of you, it doesn't, it's, there's no fact to it. And it's like, well, and here's the, that's, that's absolutely true. And here's the thing, man, you just mentioned something that fucking kind of, I have to address right now with the whole cancel, cancel culture thing, get rid of the cancel culture, because here's the deal, man. You know what? Do we want to offend somebody? Not necessarily, but I'll tell you what, if I know that you're telling me a lie and you've banned the word liar and I can't call you a fucking liar because you're lying to me, then there's a problem there. You know what I mean? And that's the thing, like, like, do I want to offend somebody? Not necessarily, but if I know that somebody's bullshitting me, I should be able to call bullshit on that instead of having them cram some fucking belief of theirs down my fucking throat that I have to accept whether it's what I believe or not. You know, and my belief is going to vary from other people's beliefs. You know what I mean? We're not all going to have the same idea on, you know, like, I feel like some people need to be offended. You mentioned, you know, we we don't want to say hurtful things or, you know, whatever, but sometimes I want to say hurtful things. Sometimes I need to say hurtful things. And sometimes people need to hear hurtful things because if not, we get this rampant, like this, this, what I'm seeing in society right now is things that I don't believe in things that are not part of my culture, my history, my personal religious beliefs, my personal 
uh, moral compass are being infringed upon by other people because they believe that things are proper and right certain things and you know like that we could get into the whole like age of consent sort of thing like they want to push the age of consent to like 16 or 14 or something in the united states at some point here um there's there's this whole like culture about like well pedophilia isn't a crime it's a sexual orientation i can't get on board with that to me that uh, morally is bankrupt and if I can't call bullshit on that, then you're stifling my ability to express myself and you're being hurtful and hateful and harmful to me, you know what I mean, and offensive to me now, and I can't say that I'm being offended because why, because it's going to offend the people who are offending me, so that being said, you know, in all, in all parts of the world, we see prearranged marriages that take place of 13, 12 year old girls or whatever. Um, usually by the time you're age 12 or 13, you're you know, considered a man or a woman in most cultures outside of westernized European civilizations and America. Um, and that's something that we're trying to push on. One of my first guests I had on my podcast, she had an arranged first marriage where she was actually sold for, I think it was a couple of goods or something like that. Like a hundred percent. Like that sounds like a, in a fucking, that sounds like a joke, but that's a hundred percent. That's see, true. Even with the, and she was probably 12 or 13 when that fucking happened, man. Even so, with, you know, in other parts of the world that's acceptable, but in our part of the world it's not. So there's another example of this whole, like what's right, what's wrong. It depends on your culture. It depends, you know what I mean? We can't go over and force somebody to believe that this is wrong because they have arranged marriages. That's part of their culture for 10,000 years. But see, that idea that you're thinking of gets blended in with something that shouldn't be like that, which is the concept of like, you you say it, it depends on where you're from. Okay, well, sooner or later, I bet you $20 in the future that there's going to be someone that says, uh, Bruce Lee didn't kill Chuck Norris and enter the dragon. He actually... He actually, uh, he didn't kill him. And you're like, well, we have evidence that he got thrown off a cliff and he died. And it was like, well, actually, no, because Chuck Norris had, during that fight, he died with honor. He died in this way. So technically, he's the true winner. And you're like, all right, well, with that, (laughs) you can just translate that into anything. And it's going to get even worse in the future. Kids aren't going to know what to believe because when kids are learning something, and in a way, I see the perspective. Maybe as all of us that have gone through all these history books and textbooks and all these things that we learned in school, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're on the concept of we've been believing an idea that's been projected into our heads. But then in the future, kids are not going to know what to believe. Kids are not going to know what to have an idea or that sounds fucking wonderful in a podcast. Thank you. Sorry about that. <clears throat> I can't really uh, can't control that. It's not something you can control, man. It's like a sneeze, dude. It's called don't smoke weed. <laughs> <clears throat> well, there's a lot of other things that I probably shouldn't smoke too, like cigarettes, but. <clears throat> That's subjective. Mm. It depends. So. You know, it does. That's another thing. There are doctors out there. Okay, let's talk about tobacco use for a minute. For fucking the last 50 years, people have said, well, don't smoke tobacco because it's harmful. It causes cancer. It does this, that, and the other. There are doctors out there who will tell you, you should smoke tobacco because it lowers your blood pressure. So in times of intense stress, we have a medicinal use for tobacco. It's a tool. It's like anything. If you abuse it, then, you know, it's a bad thing. If you use it, is it? 
or you could talk about how like maybe if you wouldn't have lived to be 90 years old and then finally got lung cancer from cigarettes, maybe you wouldn't end up killing yourself on the amount of depression you would have gotten at the age of 30 if you didn't start smoking cigarettes. Sure. Well, you know, like my mom's been smoking cigarettes since six years old, dude. Like she literally like would go take her dad's cigarettes. You know, they back in those days they didn't have filters on the cigarettes. They were all like Lucky Strike filterless or whatever. Speaking of which, I'm going to smoke while we're talking here. But <clears throat> yeah, you got to sit down or do something. You're getting my ADHD all wound up with the amount of moving. <laughs> um, but so she would take and like take his cigarette butts and like take the tobacco out and roll them up in a brown paper bag. And then smoke them, her and her brothers. And uh, they were they were probably a couple of years. I think she was the oldest. So they might have been like five and four at the time or whatever. And it's a completely different world, you know, back in the 30s and 40s. So, <clears throat> but they've told my, you know, my mom has one doctor that says you need to quit smoking. She's 81 years old. She's got COPD, emphysema, probably lung cancer. Who knows what all is going on with her there. She's on oxygen. She has about 16% of her lung capacity that she uses. So, but there are other doctors who tell her, if you stop smoking right now, you've been smoking for 80 years, 75 years. If you stop smoking now, you're going to have a stroke. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like inevitable because your body has become so dependent upon those chemicals that if you don't have them, it's going to cause health issues. So, <clears throat> you know, like I said, you know, Dr. Sigmund Freud, who people, you know, he used to be the, the, the go-to guy for psychology. The father of psychology. And like, yeah, right. And now all of a sudden he's like, well, he was a racist and he was a this and he was that and he was a pedophile. And, you know, like we find out all these different things about all these people. Everybody's got some sort of fucking, you know, ghosts or skeletons in their closets or whatever you want to call it, man. But the simple fact of the matter is that a once revered man whose opinion was highly respected used things like cocaine as a tool. Um, whenever he was studying for tests in college, he would smoke tobacco for two, three, four weeks at a time so that it would improve his focus. It helps you to focus on things. And then he would quit for a while and he would go back and do it again. And he would quit for a while. And that might be like a cycle of addiction, <clears throat> but I don't see that that's, you know, again, it's a tool. You know, there are things that you can use as tools that can become crutches if you allow them to be. Um, but like I've, I've I've dealt with tobacco use my entire life. Like I'll go entire like ten years without smoking, and then I'll have a period of stress in my life where like for the last year I've been smoking again. But why not? I mean, fucking pandemic, my mom's health, the fucking <clears throat> you know all these different things. You know what I mean? Um, it's really all in the concept of what do you really believe in? Like, if you look at the factor of like, I've talked to plenty of people with PhDs that I can tell you right now that I'm way more intelligent than they are. And it's not the concept of like, it's just the idea that they've been studying in one topic for so long that they really, they know that one topic. But if you get them into a conversation on something else that they have no idea what to, some of people, even like with Elon Musk, smart dude not a good conversation guy he's kind of like slow and a little bit hard to listen to at times but it's like on a concept of like you spend so much time investing into one thing instead of investing into multiple opportunities maybe that's not a bad thing maybe the idea of like practicing in one thing can get you perfect at it to where you become the best at that one thing but instead of becoming a jack of all trades but the concept of like there's a giant thing going on called the ultimate frequency have you ever heard of this I have not, but I think I know kind of, I mean, I'm familiar with like frequency vibration and these principles and theories and stuff. Well, they say that humans vibrate at a certain frequency. Well, Vice, like I said before, put out an article about saying the way to complete and really 
get out of the fabric of space and time is what they called it. And it was like, there's this frequency that you can get to where you lose all like kind of like lucid dreaming a little bit, but more like when you're awake, like a form when you get yoga and I'm starting to read it. I'm like, wow, to reach this ultimate frequency where you can kind of like push past like all these barriers that hold you down as a person. And it's like, what's to believe? I don't know because you end up watching it like me watching a video at one o'clock in the morning of a monk that's been sitting on a pole for 30 hours. All he's been doing is eating glass. He's just been surviving off glass. I'm like, so what is, what is, what is life? What is everything? And it, it's the answer is nothing. It's nothing and everything. And that's the craziest answer to give somebody because then you don't know how to function in life. It becomes an issue when, the world is starting to look back at everything and call everything bullshit in the beginning. Maybe we shouldn't have even classified anything, but it was a way to give us a guiding path on what the future might be like and ways to navigate it. But now everyone's ripping that back up and saying it's wrong. So now future generations aren't going to know what the fuck to do. You got to make your own basis, make your own opinions. Stop saying you're right and somebody's wrong. Stop opening up the platform for debate and just talk. Just have a, the word debate should a be conversation. Different. <laughs> it should just be conversations you know what i mean people if we shared our ideas and our opinions you don't have to get mad if you know i say that fucking you know whatever i say you don't have to get mad about it if you don't agree with my opinion you can either a turn around and walk away from me b have a conversation with me about why i believe that way or why you don't believe that way or you know, there's other options to, to what can be done there, but we don't have to sit around and get mad and start arguing. And, you know, people like this drama. They have this craving for drama. I don't know what it is, man. I hate drama. I fucking do my best to avoid it at all costs, any kind of drama, whether it's with my family, whether it's with, you know, friends, people I don't know, whatever. I despise drama and I find that people seek it man. they seek it out. I don't know why. Maybe they need some excitement in their life. Maybe they think their life is boring. Maybe they don't understand that, you know, like if you have a nice, peaceful, quiet life, it's better than having a life filled with turmoil and chaos, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. Again, that's subjective. You know what I mean? There are people out there that are like, when I was 20 years old, if you'd have told me that, I'd have told you you were a fucking moron. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, oh, hell no, it's about partying and, you know, this and that and the other and fucking living to the extreme and whatever. Nowadays, it's to me, it's more about, you know, like I look back on my extreme life that I led and I did a lot of crazy things, dude. Like <clears throat> people listen to my story sometimes and they're like, how did you do all this stuff? You're only 45 years old. That's stuff that 10 men couldn't have done. And it's like, yo, motherfucker, it's not the, I've said this before in your podcast, I think before too, it's not the years, it's the miles, man. You know, you can have a, a 2010, a, you have a 2019 Toyota out here with 300,000 miles on it. You know what I mean? It's seen more than a 1968 Corvette that's sitting in a garage for the last 45 years. You know, you can have somebody who's 80 years old and have never lived life, never lived any kind of life. And you can have somebody who's 25 years old and they've gone all over the world. You know what I mean? And those experiences make who we are, make up who we are, what we know, what we think, what we feel, what we believe. <clears throat> and for people to, you know, come at you and say, like, to nullify or denigrate, you know, nullify your experience or your, your knowledge on something because they think that you don't have the time in the saddle. That's bullshit. Well, welcome to my world of hating motivational speakers where they're like, what are you doing? Nothing. Well, you're not doing shit. And it's like, all right, man, like 
just because you feel like you're a baller and you got to promote, like how many motivational speakers act like they're way bigger than they are? A lot of them do on the concept of like, they're going to sell you the, and here's the thing is I used to look at people that used to buy those like DVDs, those mottos or those things where those like books were like how to, how to become a top 10 business person, how to become this, like anything you would see on Instagram where people are selling like tips to success. And I look at those people that buy those books. I'm like, wow, like that's really sad that you bought into that scheme and that idea. But that just shows you the point that people will go to on the fact of they're trying to find an answer. And I believe like, People wonder why, like, how could that person take their own life when they had so much? And it's like, because they got all that stuff and they realized the pain didn't go a fucking way. The, it gets masked by all these ideas and all these things that, like, what, kill your time or do all these things so you can wake up the next day. But that pain's still there. The idea is that the world is hurting. People are hurting. And the answer is you don't know what to believe in. There's no, there is no subjective answer. There's nothing there for you to be able to find. Somebody could give me evidence studying 30 years of Native American. American traditions. And then it's all, I could talk to a native American himself and he could tell me, Nope, my family, all that, that's not true. That that person learned the wrong information. It's all about how you're trying to process things. And I believe that if you feel like you're higher up than somebody else, you've already lost the battle. There is the the battle of life is this concept of you're going to try and put up the biggest fight you possibly can for however long you possibly can until eventually you take your last breath. And that hits a deeper route when you look at the main question of things is maybe we should stop combating life. Maybe we should stop combating the inevitable and start accepting it. Listen to the fact of like, you're spending way too much time worrying. You're spending way too much. Like people that say, I can't wait to be like old age. I can't wait to do this. I want to live for a hundred. I want, I want to be immortal. I'm like, why the fuck would you want to be immortal? The fact is like 23 years old and just getting up in the morning. I'm like, ah, shit, this thing again. Like it's cause There's so many different avenues. Like it goes into like people that slip into the simulation. I see Post Malone's 25 years old. I'm 23. I'm doing a comparison right there. He's got way more than I probably ever will have. But it's the concept of like maybe he slipped into the simulation. Maybe he find an avenue. I believe every single person has that simulation, has that avenue. But how do we get there? How do how do we find what that is? And sometimes that answer is like a 0.1% chance that you'll ever know what that is. Honestly, that's that's enough. That's that should be enough for people instead of going, I want that to be 100% that I'm going to find what I want to do. You should just be happy it's at a point one because that means that there is a purpose out there. And even if you don't find it, it means that there is something out there for you that should give you hope. And that's what our society and the world really should be hope should be should be should be wanting hope. Obama talked about it. I'm not saying Obama was the best, but I'm saying hope that word. There's an idea of why that's there. It means don't lose any little sliver of it. You don't want to lose that idea of maybe one day there's going to be that bright light or there's going to be that thing that you find that brings you towards success. Keep that idea of hope in there because when you lose hope, you start basing things on facts. You start basing things on the the most or you start looking at like, here we go. We're going to talk about case studies, the way that we word them. Instead of looking at it like there's a 99% chance that you're never, ever, 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 ever going to amount to anything like Kevin Hart or anything like that. You're going to end up dying in an apartment complex at the age of like 65 due to some hemorrhoid issues or something like that. Or you could look at, but there's still that 1% chance 
that I'm going to do something. It might not be exactly what I thought I was going to be doing, but I'm going to find my place and I'm going to be happy. Even if you don't achieve anything, like I just had someone the other day start telling me like, I'm, tw- I'm 27 or whatever. And all I, I have two kids and I, I didn't do anything with my life. He's like kind of having a midlife crisis at a young age. And I'm like, you've done some of the greatest things possible. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, you've had kids not saying kids is the idea of what it means to be successful, but saying that's a big responsibility. If you have a pet, that's a big responsibility. If you have a job, that's a responsibility. Do you have a home over your head? That's a big responsibility. Start looking at these things and stop looking at them as crutches. Look at them as facts that you're accomplishing something you're being able to feed yourself you've lived 56 years that's a fucking accomplishment appraise that shit right absolutely speaking of pets you know my pet is over here yeah you're all stroking the way. your freaking pussy <laughs> well you know that word it's is soft. not that's, that word is foreign to my mouth i never say that word that's <laughs> <laughs> uh <clears throat> Have you seen, uh, I think on Netflix, there's a show, The History of Cuss Words with Rob yeah, Riggle. Nick, Nicholas Cage. Oh, Nicholas Cage. That's who it is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Sorry there, Nick. If you're watching or listening to the podcast. Yeah. I mean to... He's one of those 40,000. <laughs> you know, you never know. <clears throat> Could be. Hope, I um, hope, like, I don't even care if Biden listens to me good. Right. You know, it, like I said, if there's even one person out there who comes away with a takeaway from anything that you or I say, you know, we've made an impact on somebody's life and, and whatnot. So that's, you know, that's an important thing. That's, that's a measure of success in itself. Um, there was something like you, you've addressed an issue a couple of times that keeps I'm me just venting. I'm just venting. No, you're good, man. It's, it's, and I agree with like most of what you're saying there, man, you know, like, the state of the world today is so crazy, you know, going back to the edutainment thing, you know, and, and the entertainment and education, we have to entertain people, we have to entertain people in news media, we have to entertain people. And the, the, the thing that I wanted to address was everybody's an individual. And you've talked about on a few occasions here that, uh, you know, we keep trying to label and categorize everything and put everything, you know, and, and, what it is, I read an article the other day about consumerism and marketing and advertising. I've been in mar- into marketing and advertising for years. Um, I've studied, you know, esoteric messaging and advertising and marketing, and that's actually what I do. Uh, one of my main lectures on um, for the colleges here, and and that's. Um, but the goal is to unionize everybody's mind, basically get everybody to want the same products, get everybody like jealous of what their neighbors have so that we can get everybody to conform to a particular mindset a set of values and a set of morals and principles so that we're the the population is easier to control as a whole um if you know what everybody it started with data mining um and amazon i was watching an uh a documentary on on amazon and jeff bezos and they start. They were really like some of the first people to start data mining and data collection. Um, and they've got it down to a science. Like they can predict what you want. That's why whenever you like talk about things on your phone, your smartphone may be listening to you. But 
it's all data mining, all data collection stuff. And it's because, you know, like they hear you say something and then like you see an advertisement for that on your phone, you know, on Instagram or Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, whatever the fuck your, you know, your platform of choice is or <clears throat> whatnot. And it all, you know, it all comes down to like, they're trying to, to create predictions on what you're going to want to buy, when you're going to need to buy it. Um, that's why you have like these, these shopper cards that like, you know, the grocery stores and stuff like that, because they're trying to build a predictive um, algorithm to know who and what you are and how to guide you into certain types of products. You're going to notice that like products have disappeared off the shelves in, in stores recently in the last year or two. Um, and of course, that has something to do with the COVID pandemic and, you know, places shutting down or whatnot. But there are entire like groups of products that are disappearing, entire like name brands that are going away um because everything is shifting towards like if you've ever seen demolition man i think it is where taco bell is the only red uh, restaurant in the future <laughs> it's headed that way man like when i go down through my town my town is an example of the city of the future and <clears throat> they are working hard to make this the city of the future if you drive in on one side of town you have the options of mcdonald's taco bell it used to be Pizza Hut, but obviously Pizza Hut has closed down like massive amounts of chains in the last year like or so. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you have like two or three or four of these massive chain restaurants that have taken over like the entire city. So when you come in on the east side, you have these three or four restaurant choices. You go to the middle of town, you have the same three or four restaurant choices with a variety of mom and pop shops that are closing down rapidly. And then when you leave the town on the west end of town um, or head out south towards Phoenix, you have the same McDonald's, Taco Bell, Burger King, you know what I mean? Same three or four players, Subway. Um, <clears throat> and these, you know, it's gearing, they're gearing us towards not having choices. Like we just like the choice is this, this is your choice. Pepsi is the choice of the next generation. You know what I mean? And someday Pepsi will be the only drink on the market um, or Pepsi products. And it, to me, it's scary. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. I recently, I've recently read the book 1984 by George Orwell. Um, and if you've never read that book, I strongly suggest that it. explains it why about. you're so about censorship right now, because that is a big part of this whole thing is about creating a dumber audience when you tell them about words. If you ban certain words, you're basically controlling the flow of intelligence. You're regulating people's thoughts and emotions, things that people are going to want to. If you teach the words and teach them why those words are bad, then you're still letting them know that why they can't say that words. But if you tell a kid not to say a certain word and just tell them that's because it is. That's how it is. Then you're going to have people that the same thing with religion. When people say, what's God? And they go, because you have to just have faith. That's not a good enough answer for a large amount of the people. They want to know why. They want to know this. They want to know that. They want to know things that they can explain. Same thing with words. If you start banning certain words, you're going to literally change thoughts. And that was George Orwell's giant thing he was saying. Um, but it is a concept of like... <sighs> It's just fucking crazy right now. I think the the inner battle isn't with what's going on with the world. I think the battle is what's what's going on inside of yourself. So many people are trying to ignore what's going on inside of themselves and focus on trying to regulate other people and trying to just find something that gets them upset. I know so many things when you look on Twitter, if you look on anything, they're just arguing with random people because they see something they don't like and they want to voice their opinion. It's not the idea that they want to voice their opinion. It's the idea that they want to get into a conflict and show some 
somebody that they're wrong. And that might be because they might be strongly pulled or feeling a certain way. But it is the idea that like, hey, um, you probably have something else going on inside of your head. And I get that sometimes when I'm reaching out for guests for the podcast. I mean, I reach out to hundreds and hundreds of people and I'll get a small return of people coming back. But then after I get messaging with a person for a little while, I start noticing that there's something off. There's something wrong. There's something where the guy's like, sorry, I don't use my um, – I don't use my phone or any of the social media devices because they're very toxic. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I post and ghost, man. I post and ghost. And he goes, yeah, well, they're tracking your information, you know, but you already know that. Right. I'm like, what do you mean they're tracking your information? Well, that's why I use email. I'm like, you think that they're just checking your Twitter. You think they're not going to check your fucking email because it's by what? Cause it, you got a password that has a number and a fucking apostrophe after it. Like, no, they're going to look at all your shit, but let me tell you something. The way that this person was talking was like, they were doing some secret Hillary Clinton government email shit. And I'm like, do you think they give two fucks that you're going on Pornhub one minute going on to YouTube, watching a cat video the next? I'm like, they don't care. They're just trying to find ways to show their advertisers that a large percent of the population is looking for toilet paper constantly, not looking for, I don't know, whips and chains and shit. There's a, they're just trying to base on what their advertisement of what they should be selling you. What should they be showing you so they can make money? That's all they care about is money. They're going to, and that's the whole thing with um, Mark Zuckerberg's backlash of everything. Cause people are yelling at him, the creator of the iPhone or the creator of whatever Apple was not uh, Steve jobs, whoever's in charge of it now. Right. Yeah. I can't think of his name, but I know you're talking about um, um, same as Tom something, but uh, the guy with the, yeah, he, he backlashed with Mark Zuckerberg on the fact Mark Zuckerberg was selling all your data to other companies and stuff to do advertising. And he's like, I don't think that's right. It's why Australia banned Google. It's why Australia is banning Facebook. It's why Australia is banning a bunch of things. Cause they start looking at it. Like you're not helping out people. You're not doing things the way that they think you're doing it. You're just have paid partnerships. It's all about who's paying you the dollar. Well, you know, where's that dollar going when somebody advertises on Facebook, 20% goes to the uh, Facebook. And then the rest goes to all these other companies that you don't even know about. And it's like, well, makes you start to question like what, what the hell is the, the, the giant cog in the machine here? And it's all like secret societies of the internet and shit. And I'm like, see, then you start talking like this and then people start going, oh, now you're really down the conspiracy rabbit hole. But that dude was telling me like they're tracking your social media. And I'm like, bro. What do you do? What what in your mind makes you think that the government has to have a watchful eye on you because you Google flat earth or some shit? They don't give two fucks. They got bigger fish to fry. They got bigger things on their mind. They got other things working in the cog where you're not even a blip on their radar. But it just shows you how when you dive down something like that, you get lost. And then when you get lost like that, there are people that look at you and see you lost. They think you're crazy. Then they don't want to dive down it and they don't find the real information out for themselves. I bet you there's still thousands, even millions of people out there that still think MK Ultra's fake. And it's like, it's real shit. They're not saying it's not, but it's an idea of you have all these different people that don't know either what to believe in or they're believing too much that it goes into the QAnon shit where they think Hillary Clinton's half reptile sucking off puppies or some shit. It doesn't make sense because all we're doing is creating an era of schizophrenia. 
And that's the biggest fear is what's going to be like in 10, 20 years in the future. You wonder why people want to board up in their house and watch Netflix all day. It's because they don't know what to fucking believe. And if they dive down the rabbit hole, then they either get looked at differently. And it's all about the idea of comparisons. It's all about the idea of using something else as an example for something else. And this is what creates the tension in the world. And when you start learning about all this stuff and start knowing about all this stuff, you start looking at it like – did life just get to a point where it's too fucked and now it's hard, even harder to survive? It doesn't make sense. You know, I'm not trying to get into like a depressive thing here, but it's a concept of like everything is telling you to fall in line. And the first thing you want to do is not fall in line. The first thing you want to do is do what you want to do. And then it's like, well, the system's not built for you to do that. And that's why you have people that are trying to understand uh, the, the perfect frequency, all these types of things, trying to do forms of meditation to try and break free of these chains and figure out what's fake and what's real. And it's like, oh my God, somebody just take psilocybin mushrooms and go on a fucking spirit journey or something. Cause I don't know what the answer is. I, I'm not going to ever know what the answer is. And you know what? I'm fine with that because getting too deep into it makes you start really looking at the world like, wow, it's set up for you to fail. Well, yeah, it is. Um, again, because, you know, there's depending on, you know, your your view of reality is dependent entirely upon your perception. You know what I mean? Like your parallax, how you're looking at things. Um <clears throat> The Transformers, when I was growing up, I always believed that the Autobots were a force of good. They were the good guys. You know, they were kicking the Decepticons' ass. You go and you watch the show on Netflix called The War of Cybertron, and it gives you a backstory about how the Decepticons were created as slaves, and they spent their entire existence working in these mines for the, auto, you know, the, auto, the Autobot uh, aristocracy. And it's a revolution that's being held on Cybertron. And it goes a little awry, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, you know, the more power a person achieves, the more corrupt they become. It's, you know, power corrupts. We've seen that over and over and over and over millions of times in history. Um, <clears throat> so, but it depends on how you look at things. Like, so were the Decepticons the bad guys? They gave them a label called the Decepticons to make them seem like they were being deceptive or deceiving. but were they they wanted their freedom the whole thing started off as a, a a cry for freedom as a revolution to get out of the oppressive thumb out from under the oppressive thumb of the aristocracy so when i watched that show it kind of blew my mind you know what i mean i was like wow like i never really stopped to think about what's the other side of the coin how do these people feel about it and it opened my, I mean, I had been aware for years that, that, you know, since I was, before I was your age, that winners of wars write history. You know, you go in, when you, when you conquer a person or a place or, or a civilization, a culture, whatever, the first thing you do is you go in and destroy their religion, their, all their, like, their works of art, their writings, all the history, everything like that, and you start trying to incorporate them into, you know, into your belief system or incorporate your belief system into their lives in some way. And that changes things. You know what I mean? Like if I, if I am an oppressor and I come in and take over your household and I change the laws and the rules in your history in 50 years, who's going to know that it was changed? You know what I mean? If I said that, 
you know, that uh, Robbie was the ultimate force of darkness, you know, 50 years ago. And, you know, him and I had this, you know, this confrontation and blah, 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 blah. And I win. Well, people are going to believe that you're a force of evil and I conquered you. You might have been, you know, spreading the words of love. And I didn't like the words of love, but I conquered you and <laughs> Wait, I defeated you. Are you telling me Skeletor's <laughs> the good guy? He could be. <laughs> he could Maybe be. The idea. I mean, is you know, worthy. Adam He Man is a blonde haired, blue eyed Aryan. You know what I mean? All right, don't go down um, that rabbit hole. He's, he's the Uber Minch. What are you doing? He is the Uber Minch. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like, it's your perspective. How do you look at it? Well, how do at, you view it? Why is it so important that we f- that we feel comfortable? Why is it so important that the way we feel comfortable is by making things that don't look like us, making things that don't talk like us, act like us, or making things that are different from us to assimilate into us? Instead of making it an idea that we need to make them assimilate into what we are so we can feel comfortable around them, maybe we should look at that comfortability as a false comfortable sensation. You know, the idea that we feel uncomfortable when something doesn't look like us, doesn't agree with us, and doesn't do all these types of things, instead of labeling that or stigmatizing that and making it like, oh, they just don't, they're wrong, you're right. Maybe we should look at that uncomfortability factor that we experience when something is different from us as a thing that we need to fix. Maybe we should be comfortable with things that don't agree with us, things that are different from us, because the concept of you're never, I think people think in the mindset of you're this color, I'm this color. But most of the people I think agree that we're all people, but that goes down to a deeper level when you think of it, instead of thinking of it as white, black, all these other types of you know races and everything, maybe you should think of it on the idea of the human species. We're all one species. Animals are different from us. They're a different species. You know, humans are all one species just because we're of different colors, we're different, whatever doesn't mean shit. We all come down to the base core principles that we're all a human race. So maybe we should find ways. Yeah, there are some similarities, but we look at that similarities as a comfort zone. We look at that as that makes us acceptable to be who we are. You know, I can't, I can't talk to this person because he's got one arm. It's like, well, maybe you should look at the differences and the uncomfortability and try and find a way to make those comfortable. I've been a minority in everything in my life, basically, when it comes to schooling, when it comes to like my classes, when it comes to uh, the list goes on and on work. And when someone said to me, you know, you're not going to be comfortable in that class because you'll be the minority. I'm like, I've always been comfortable being a minority because aren't we all minorities? Even if you're of the same skin color, you're your own unique person. You're all that individual snowflake. You're all that different. You know, you're not exactly the same as someone in your family. You're not, there might be similarities, but there's differences, but you don't look at those. You look on things that you see that are drastic changes and drastic differences. And I think that's the idea that we need to get over the concept of feeling uncomfortable. Shouldn't be a thing. You should be more worried about yourself when it comes to the concept of who you are and what you're going to judge, but still have a caring and love for others. It's about acceptance. You know, we're, like you said, we're trying to assimilate things into our view of what is comfortable by making them, you know, finding the similar features and stuff like that. But really it's about diversity. You know what I mean? Like learning, can you imagine how boring the world would be if everybody ate spaghetti seven days a week at night if we all just had this taste for italian food good god we'd all be like in food comas 24 (laughs) 7 but you know learning to accept other the differences in people is what makes us you know intelligent beings 
wise beings and that's something that's not going on a lot in the world today it's not there's not a lot of acceptance it's all this i don't know it's caring culture man is what it really is and i hate to say that because you know like they say the word bitch is denigrating to women well now we've specifically taken and chosen to apply a label karen to i mean that's denigrating to karens all around the world i've actually never actually known a karen who was a, a, a the the type of karen that is used as the descriptor here um i, I just want to go on a planet karen. where there's like <laughs> nobody there for a little while like have like that kind of like uh dr manhattan where he goes to mars and starts building shit i just want an infinite amount of materials and i just want to be able to like sit on a planet and just do nothing just 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 like have that peace that comfort zone where people get trapped inside of their own heads and they take their time off from people i'm like you need your time off from people but you also need people i'm like so the biggest thing in our lives is conflict already our biggest things in life is the fact that there's a push and a pull between we need people but we don't want to be around them 24 7 you end up get stuck with your family for a week somebody ends up reaching for a butter knife it's like this whole concept of like our whole life is conflict. So why would you try and create it even more through other avenues where there's not even conflict there? You're just trying to find, you're literally looking in your backyard for sh dog shit to step in. Like it doesn't make fucking sense to me. Yeah, you know, that's what I said earlier about people searching for drama. You know, I try and avoid it at all costs. I hate drama. I don't need arguments. I don't need conflict. I don't need to sit around and talk shit. It lowers my frequency. It lowers my vibration to have to deal with people like that. And that sucks, man. You know, that's the thing that's going on all around the world right now is everybody is in this conflict of like, what do I believe? What do I don't believe? You're a liar. You're telling me bullshit. You know what I mean? It's just a, it's a circle of confusion, man. We live, we exist in a confusing time in a confusing place. And it's really got people on edge. You know what I mean? People aren't looking to accept the differences that other people have. People are looking to fucking attack them for their differences. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. This is a this is a slippery slope that could be misconstrued by a lot of listeners. And EMP so at all, EMP all electronics, <laughs> and let's go back to where we have to actually forge for survival. That'll put some humblingness. You won't worry about a freaking Karen if Karen's picking up berries or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, go to a point where I feel like it's definitely way too easy to live. And I think that's the concept of like where we've, you know, it's funny. We create struggle in the dumbest ways where back in the day they tried to eliminate it. Like on the idea, like people fast now, people do these diets where they don't eat all fucking day, basically putting themselves into the point of starvation on the aspect of like, oh, it's a great way to lose weight. We're creating struggle. Like back in the day, they actually were starving and they wanted food. And now we've gotten so much food to the point where now we're trying to eliminate it so we can lose weight. And it's like this concept of like the way you think you're making it better, you're actually making it worse. And then you're making it to the point now in society's day and age where we've gotten so comfortable that we're trying to find find a problem we're trying to find something to fix this is what happens when you're not you know dealing with something that's a conflict that's more than just you something that your community thrives to and i think it's not that the issue's not there it's just we're not 
thinking about it in the right way. Instead of people trying to find Instagram fights and things because they're bored and they have the day off, why don't they try things in their house that they, they maybe a conflict, like building a birdhouse or something that they've never done before, or something they've been wanting to do for so long. Even work in small ways in your community to help build a sustainable like recycling thing or something like that. Find small, there's giant wars that we could be fighting right now. Not with other countries, but the war with like planet Earth. The fact that we're killing it, you know, all these other concepts and stuff. It's like, there's plenty of other battles you can go towards instead of trying to find somebody that tweeted something on Twitter about four years ago and try and dig that up and fight with them. It just does. It's, it's a, it's a fact of you're way too fucking bored. I think you're way too fucking bored. If you're digging up something that somebody said 12 years ago, if you're doing this and you're doing that and you're, you know, you're fighting on Twitter. I saw somebody's Twitter was like, all like all my news feed was them tweeting at just random people on a certain hashtag constantly just like starting 80 different arguments i'm like what are you doing like are you is it's, it's fucking tuesday do you not have work like what the hell's going on right well you know trolls trolls exist everywhere um i find it constantly people just looking to try and fuck with you for some reason i don't know what it is again it's boredom maybe spending too much time at home in quarantine or lockdown or too much time, you know, like, and it doesn't matter because even when they're at work, like you see people who like go to work and they spend the day at work on their phone and they get off work and then, you know, they spend the, build an arc. That's the answer. Everybody needs to build a fucking arc. Everybody needs to do something, man. Find something to do. Be creative. Quit sitting around being bored and looking for ways to fight with people, man. Do something positive. It's, you know. Or just eat chips or something. I don't know. Anything's better than trying to start a fight on Twitter. Well, yeah, you know, fucking just chill. Let's all let's all <laughs> gather together and go and try and dig up the dark history of mr rogers because i saw a picture on the internet and it's mr rogers flicking off the camera and i guess he had a different meaning for the word fuck you or something where it was like i guess him flicking off the camera was something else but you look at it and it's just pictures of him with his middle finger up i'm like he's just basically saying go fuck yourself i'm like there's something dark about this man everybody gather your resources together and try and dig it up i'll do cancel culture if it's against mr rogers stop putting you know this is multiple times you've come on a witch hunt against my hero mr rogers that's the one you know i have pictures of mr rogers (laughs) flicking you off you like that you know if you go to australia and you do this that means the same thing as this in America. <laughs> you know what? I've talked to plenty of Australians, and that's a myth. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. It's what I heard. I heard somebody got in trouble for it years ago. But either way, regardless, you know, different symbols have different meanings in different cultures. And, you know, maybe Mr. Rogers is entitled to tell some people to fuck off. You know, I think I he really was know, trying to start a movement where it was like the middle finger actually means I love you. And then he couldn't get it started because he had a bunch of seven year olds like sticking up their middle finger. He's like, wait a minute. Parents are like, what the fuck? You know, that makes sense, too. You know what I mean? Like maybe he was working on some sort of counterculture. But, you know, as negative as this world is today, Mr. Rogers is one of the bastions of goodness I find left in this world. And I try not to fucking find things wrong with him because he really did. He really did a lot of good for the world. I grew up on Mr. Rogers. Look up. And you will never, 
I don't know. I mean, you can yeah, believe in anybody besides you got. You can believe in anybody besides Mister Rogers. You can believe in fucking the Fruit Loops Toucan Sam as a goddamn veteran or something. I don't care. But you're believing in Mister Rogers, and I look in his eyes, and I just see the devil. Like I look at Pee Wee Herman. You could tell he had kinks, but you you know he wasn't anything that was like super dangerous to society, unless you're like in a movie theater with him. But like. You look at Mr. Rogers, and I just see like there's animals that were probably he probably had a slaughterhouse in his basement. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's probably one of those perceptions that comes from because <clears throat> because he was such a had such a, a a friendly personality. We're not used to that, you know what I mean? We as a culture, we're used to people I like oh. That. It's fake. Somebody who's got like I'd see, and I don't see him as fake. When I I see see Mr. Rogers, it's like the only genuinely nice guy besides Bob Ross on this planet. When I look at Mr. Rogers, I literally see like a a scripted television show where like people are ha 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 ha, laughing in the back. Like I see like behind his eyes, there's just darkness. And Bob Ross did have a darkness. Bob Ross started Bob Ross started painting because he gave up drinking. So it was an aspect of like. He had something, and then he found something else to get rid of that. What did Mr. Rogers have that he's getting rid of with this damn show? Maybe he didn't get rid of it. Maybe he kept it secret, like locked in a basement. His only his wife knows. You know, it's very possible. Um, that, you know, we find it throughout all history. Helen Keller apparently was a racist. <laughs> but, you know, we're finding out. So, you know, we, we, we are First off, she doesn't exist. She doesn't right. exist apparently um but you know that's what i'm saying you know like we have these heroes and stuff that we're just like looking for ways to like damage the heroes in society no i don't like the idea of making them look like heroes i think they're just people and people make mistakes but when you idolize something so much to where they're a hero in your mind like mr rogers is and you never want to find fault with it you end up doing the same thing the guy who has an instagram called bill cosby is innocent you're like, hang on a fucking second. Like, you're so blinded by your love and admiration for something and that you're afraid if anything bad comes out that you're afraid to admit it. And it's like, hang on a second. Instead of looking that as like a way of making him look less credible in your eyes, make it look like, well, let's find a way that we can move past this. Let's try and find him help and let's try and go on to the next thing. If Mr. Rogers has a dark past, don't judge him and look at him forward but i don't think anybody should be put up on a pedestal i think the only person in your mind that should be put up on a pedestal is probably yourself you should try your hardest to make yourself the the hero you know because you should achieve to whatever that idea of what hero is but don't think of yourself so much where you're an asshole to other people but we need a role model for that you know what i mean you do need role models to look up to superman improve you well superman had a dark side too maybe pick something out of fucking fiction you know, it's, it's, it again, it boils down to your parallax. You know what I mean? Um, I have superheroes that have dark sides to them. That's, um, that makes them, that's why superheroes nowadays why are real. Happy. Well, that's why superheroes nowadays, they're evolving with the times. That's why a lot of heroes now are kind of like dark and then the villains twice as dark it's because it's becoming more realistic to today's times now you know it's not like back in the day where they would never hurt anything next thing you know batman kills somebody it's an idea of like you got to evolve with the times that's funny because i was just going to mention the arkham asylum comics um where batman goes on a killing spree batman has a dark side 
you know, he's as criminally insane as the people he's fighting against. But sometimes you have to be the wolf to catch the wolf. Batman's a bat, not a wolf. <laughs> sometimes you have to be the bat to catch the wolf. <laughs> First of all, if we get into today's society where a bat fucking I saw one video it was one a bat that was like nine feet long. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, like that could pick up a wolf and fly off with it like easy. They're vegetarians, though. They're fruit bats. <clears throat> the biggest you got to think how many people are vegan. But then one day just snap like I'm fucking tired of eating vegetables all day. And they eat they eat like a burger. You know what I mean? Maybe a bat's like that. We just consider these animals like those animals are, you know, they only eat fruit. It's like you don't think one day you could piss it off so much to the point where it's like, fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little like cheat meal and they're just gonna eat you. <laughs> sure, absolutely. You know, why not? I mean, you piss anything off and it could, you know, it has a potential to harm you. Um it's like when sharks are like, sharks don't actually like the taste of people, plus that's why when they bite you, they leave you there. I'm like, well, it just sucks that when they bite you, they take off your whole fucking leg and leave you stranded in the middle of the ocean. Right. You know, try a little taste test first, nibble a toe or something, you know, like, hey, can you imagine a uh, shark uh, licking you, just licking you? <laughs> Your skin's too salty. It's like you live in salt water. <laughs> well, that says something for the human race, doesn't it? Mm. Oh, maybe <clears throat> things, maybe if we make our personalities and our inner selves so bitter that maybe animals won't want to eat us. Maybe so. Maybe that's why you they know? stopped a long time ago. It's possible, you know. But you, you find that wild animals don't attack people very often. You know, they, they bears do. That, you know, like, bears don't give a fuck. Yeah, like what is it like? One out of every ninety-nine encounters with a bear becomes, you know. So it's one in a hundred chance that you're gonna fucking you know, bump up that number. I'm telling you, I've read more bear attacks on anything in the past like year than I have of like people shooting each other. There's an interesting show on Netflix called The Zoo, and it's about animals going kind of haywire and deciding they're going to take over shit. They're tired of fucking being oppressed by people. And, Makes sense. You know, they've, you know, and think yeah, about it. You're sure, a bear. Well, you're you're stumbling along around your home in the woods, and then you come across a person in a perfectly rolled up like a taco in a sleeping bag. Fucking hmm. it's meals on wheels, bro. You literally just go there and eat that <laughs> motherfucker. Well, you know, and if you don't, he's probably going to eat you. So, you know, you said something earlier that was kind of funny about what was it? Kind of funny. What am I shooting subpar here? I don't know. It was it was just something about like, what was it? Jeez, I don't remember what it was. I was going to tell a joke during that time. I started to interrupt you and tell the joke at that time. And it probably would have been better timed at that time. But it had something to do with. Jeez, I don't know. Whatever. The joke keeps coming back into my mind. So whenever the trigger comes into my mind, I'll I'll maybe I'll pop it off or something like that. But it's just first of all, you've used three words in that sentence that were signs of aggression. You said fire, trigger, then you said pop off. Oh man, damn. You're already violent gun crime. That's gun (laughs) violence. (laughs) It is, isn't it? see that's how it's that's how prevalent those things are in our society and you know that's weird that you that you picked up on those words <clears throat> yeah it made me that's think of a gun i was thinking of a glock the whole time huh it's interesting thank you our word choices our word choices uh 
you know, it's like you were talking about the statistics and stuff earlier, you know, um, depending on how we, how we phrase things and how we say things, you know, people can take away completely different messages. Yeah, it's definitely not because I was playing Grand Theft Auto for the past 18 hours and all I've been doing is shooting people. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good game. I enjoy it. I play it quite a bit. It's like the only video game that I really get into. It's because it's more realistic than playing yeah. fucking with pinatas on a farm called Viva Pinata. It's still an excellent game, but. Oh, I love X. I love Viva Pinata. It used to be one of my favorites, but yeah, GTA is just so realistic. Oh, it has its you know, fantasy elements, flying motorcycles and crap like that. But it yeah, has definitely, definitely not the duck, duck, realism. up, up, down, sideways, sideways to get spawn a fucking jet plane in front of you. Yeah, yeah. You imagine if life had those cheat codes, that would be way better. You know, some people believe they do. Frequency and vibration, man. You speak things into existence. If you, you know. will it, so it shall be. Yeah, that's, you know, I've been... I have a Samsung TV and I've gotten bored of like most of the streaming services lately. So I've been, they have a, a, a feature on your Samsung devices called TV plus or whatever. And there's a channel on there called unidentified. And it's about like, it's got like UFOs and like third eyesight and all these different types of weird, like, supernatural phenomena what we would consider to be supernatural or unnatural phenomenon type shows on it and stuff but one of the things they've been talking about like one of the sh one of the shows has been aired or one of the types of shows has been aired a lot recently on there is our shows talking about like frequency vibration and how we manifest stuff and how you know and it's it's really interesting man like I'm, I become more and more convinced every day on the principles of sound theory, um, things like frequency, vibration, how they affect things. Um, every culture in the world believes that pretty much every culture in the world believes that, or every major religion in the world believes that we were spoken into existence. Even science has the big bang, which is a sound. And when you study cymatics, you find that all matter in the universe owes its existence to sound frequency and vibration that without sound waves or frequency that matter can't even form um and so it's you know the concepts of of frequency vibration and then how we you know what we say what we will into existence is you know it's a real thing man like if i find more and more evidence of that every day when I say positive things, positive things get said back to me. When I say negative things, negative things get said back to me or negative events occur. Or, you know, if you, it's like, you know, you sit around and you call your kid a dumbass all day long, every day, your kid's going to grow up and think that they're a dumbass. And if you praise your kid and give them, you know, positive input, then they're going to wind up being a much more positive being. Um, plants are the same way, you know, water, water crystals, Dr. Emoto, um, in Japan, did these experiments where he would write words and label water with it and then view it under an electron microscope at intense magnifications. And you would see that like if he wrote like the word love, the water would form into um, like pretty looking crystals. And if he wrote the word like hate or stuff like that, he would, you know, you would find that these water crystals would form these really weird, bizarre, like nasty looking structures. 
and then he took the experiment even further and started doing it with frequency and sound and stuff and and you know it's just like they say you know if you play you know hateful music to your plants they don't do well and if you play like classical and peaceful pretty sounds for your plants they do a little better and and whatnot and so i mean that's there's some scientific evidence behind that um if it's possible and i try hard enough can i manifest a bacon egg and cheese in front of me you know i don't really know about that but i have i'll tell you this much man i've gone out on days whenever i was like flat broke and needed shit and been like damn i wish i could just find like 20 bucks on the ground and fucking sure shit boom i'll find some money someplace or you know whatever where whatever like in a dude's wallet <laughs> like <what? laughs> no like you know I've, I've recently you know like i don't know maybe a year ago i was out and about and i had 10 bucks in my wallet and i needed some shit so i was like well i'm just gonna go to the dollar store and pick up what i can um i wish i had a little bit of extra money on me and stuff like that i was talking to you know my daughter about it and whatnot and we were we pulled up to the to the dollar store and i got out of the car and i walked up to the front door and i looked down as we were approaching and i was like oh look there's a dollar bill and i reached down and i was like oh look it's a larger it's larger than a dollar it's a five check that out that's cool you know a few extra bucks picked it up opened it up it was a 50 dollar bill <clears throat> looked around there's nobody standing around just out there on the sidewalk so i don't know where it came from i don't know how long it had been there who overlooked it or whatnot but first off for me how do you mistake so, a one for a five and then mistake a five for a 50 the fucking color of the bill is different there's a different well, president on each bill it was, it was folded up first of all it was kind of like wadded up folded up like on the ground and i wear glasses so i have like this visual acuity thing like there's a certain like range where like i don't see well even with my glasses like i see good far away with my glasses but like kind of close up i have to like pull my glasses up to kind of see what's going on i'm at that age now where i need like bifocals or some shit <clears throat> and so i was just i just noticed it was a bill you know what i mean i was like hey and i just assumed it was a dollar bill i didn't really <clears throat> look at it reached down and picked it up you know and i'm thinking to myself like oh i wonder who dropped this and so as i picked it up you know i bent down and picked it up i noticed the five and i was like oh look it's a five and then as i opened it up i was like well fuck it's a 50 and that's when I started like really looking around like, oh, well, who dropped this? Did somebody, you know what I mean? Somebody's going to be missing this. And if, if they're coming from the dollar store and dropping a 50, chances are they're probably really going to be missing this. And there was nobody around. So I was like, whatever, you know what I mean? What am I going to do? Take it in and give it to the cashier and be like, hey, I found this outside. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's literally what I would so, have done. <clears throat> no, hell no. That cashier would have pocketed that 50. Oh, thanks. You found this outside? What the fuck am I supposed to do with it? Thanks. <laughs> 50 bucks. Now I found it inside. Well, it looks like we're ending on human greed. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we have to end on a realistic note. But, uh, you know, the, the simple fact of the matter is it manifested itself, you know, and I find that it does that type of stuff all the time. Like if there's things that, that I need and I voice that need, usually that need is taken care of. And I don't know if that's the power of prayer, if that's the power of meditation, if that's the universe answering my questions, am I, you know what I mean, taking care of me. I don't know what it is, you know what I mean? It could be any number of things. It goes back to like, we've been talking about this whole show, subjective perception, you know, and maybe it's, maybe it's God, maybe it's the universe, maybe it's who knows what, Cthulhu, who knows, who knows what to call it. 
you know what I mean? Divine intervention of something, some form, or maybe it's just the power of speech, frequency and vibration, you know? So. Well, Kelly, where can people to find say. you at? You can find me at Rusty's Customs, at Rusty's underscore customs on Instagram. You can also hit me up with an email at krdwacho at gmail.com. If you guys have any, you know, anybody out there who's listening, if anything I've said today has any kind of uh, impact on you, you just want to talk, bullshit, learn a little bit more about what I do, who I am, or how I feel about things, or if you don't, that's subjective. It's a subjective parallax. But I'm here if you want to talk. It's like the word <laughs> moist. After a while, it loses meaning when you say it a thousand times. Subjective now just means nothing. Exactly. Well, that's subjective. Don't you dare. 